You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Bad. Um, are you chastising me like a dog? No, I think we can just... Oh. I think we can just. I think we just end the episode. I think we're all right. Yeah, I think people will get it. So as always, uh, you know, go ahead and give us, uh, you know, any recommendations for films you want to watch. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out next week. <laughs> I don't even know if bad is, is fair. Like, I think we need a, a worse descriptor. This I is, think this the, is the first. The time. only way to, the only way to make this 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 episode a responsible review of the 1980 film 1980 film Popeye is if when the episode started it just was like a monotone computer voice being like this podcast has been cancelled this podcast is no longer available please refer to another podcast this this was honestly I mean we've watched if you if you if you follow we've watched some terrible movies we watched virus okay we watched Time Cop 2, a Berlin decision, all right? <laughs> this was the first time I legitimately thought, I'm not going to watch this movie, and I'm just going <laughs> to tell Ben I did, and just be like, it was really bad, and then see you- if I can make it an hour without him realizing it. Because I watched the first 17 minutes, and I was just like, I, I think I just had a stroke. I, did you honestly think you would get away with 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 basically being me in every elementary school book report? Yeah, just sort of just sort of making it up based on the title. Yeah, you mean like when I read "quote unquote" to kill a mockingbird and didn't uh-huh. just watch Gregory Peck? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, holy I, shit! It, this was so bad that I like, it I was legit, and I, I ended up. I'm going to challenging. Be I watched this movie at a whopping one point seven five speed at one point because I was like, that there, was a there's. Call nothing happens in this movie it's it is at best a 10 minute short like a, a 10 minute cartoon yeah. short plot and they were like i bet, you, I would I bet like, you we could squeeze this out i would to like to take hours. this this intro to formally apologize for the things i said um that were negative about uh dick tracy because who knew who knew what the real bottom of the barrel looked like. And who I mean, we were harsh on Dick Tracy, cosmetics. which was very similar in a lot of respects in that it was, you know, an adaptation of like an essentially plotless Sunday cartoon, like, uh, like, like from, from the comic book page of, you know, the comics page of the paper, essentially just like something with nothing actually going on in it. Um, in which they over-exaggerate the facial features with prosthetics that leave you with nightmares. So there is, like, an overlapping Yeah, there's, there's a bit of an here. overlap. Questionable pro- Oh, the, the Dick Tracy prosthetics are actually pretty decent. They're just really They gross. are pretty decent. Uh, I no longer feel bad. I mean, I now look back at Dick Tracy like it's a masterpiece for having, you know, a, a, a child subplot. Um, which is also what happens here, and a really questionable romance, which is also what happens here. Um, and but also driving and a us really questionable and confusing crime syndicate, which also happens here. Also, an uh, an unnecessary amount of eroticism for a children's movie. <laughs> this you one, know, this you one know, had about you know, when, one thousand when, times when, more music. When, when Robin Williams went to an opium den. And, and said aloud to his child, I sure hope you don't get a virus. <laughs> no, he says, don't touch anything. You could get a venerable disease. Get it instead of venereal because he mispronounces everything. Oh, God. Oh, I wrote boy. that and line I, down because I just, I was like, that doesn't even make not, any sense for his mispronunciations. And I'm not entirely convinced that the song about Bluto being large was not about his penis. I'm pretty confident. Oh, that it was because they kept she kept saying he's large and the ladies kept giggling and I'm like, I know what you're doing, movie. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I put a like... note down for that song and I said, what the what the ever loving fuck is going on in this? What these songs are all shit because this is a musical, um, which is it's not which a blew musical. my mind. It's not a musical. It is it, because I, they break into songs seven re- fucking times. That's enough to count as a musical. I refuse. To classify it as a musical. And I'm not even a fan of musicals. But, like, everyone sang the way they would if they were, like, in, off-screen, 
while someone else was doing their scene and just sort of like quietly practicing well, their the, lines for this. The, the thing I thought that was weird was at one point God. I actually wrote down when Popeye and Olive Oil are singing to the baby their song about like come sail with me and come stay with me. I actually put down, I wrote, is the joke supposed to be that no one on set can sing? Like, is that nobody the bit can sing that no one has the ability to sing? And it, it's usually when you watch a musical, it's very clear that the people are not singing their lips. You know, they're lip syncing to a professional version recording. They did where, you know, they cut the best takes together. This feel like most of the songs feel like they just mic'd the two people and were like, just go ahead. Whatevs. Cause like, it's really, it's, it sounds like me singing and I can't fucking sing. Yeah, no. So it it's was just really, and I, I, I wrote that joke because I thought I was like, "Is that supposed to be the joke? Like, am I supposed to laugh because every song is sung by the most tone deaf people alive?" It was weird. It's rough. It's rough, and also the songs the reveal are sung, it was a musical blew me away. The songs are sung as if the people singing them extremely don't want to be. You know what I mean? Well, they sing like the all right. So the opening song is like some weird like town charter song. Which this was when I knew we we were in for some trouble because I had read a little about this movie that after they finished filming it, I guess they didn't have dailies or anything, so they had no idea that seventy five percent of what Robin Williams said as Popeye was unintelligible, and they it didn't none of the sound picked it up. So he had to redub almost the entire movie. Yeah, you know but what? But here's you know what's what? weird: is he still sounds unintelligible the entire you know, film? Yeah, I was gonna say, Mr. Altman, it didn't work. I don't know what he said. I wa- I was maybe six or seven minutes in, and I was like, "What am I doing? I have to get subtitles on now." I have no like two people. I, I didn't just even spoke. bother. This is the first time you're watching a movie where I was like, "I don't even give a fuck what anyone's saying." It's. It's outstanding. Um, it's impossible. I mean, it's indicative of the fact that maybe you shouldn't have made a live-action movie about a man with what? grotesque forearms whose entire character is I don't speak well. <laughs> I mean, I like, here's the thing. Clearly. I'm sure you could make a Popeye movie. One, it does not need to be two hours long. But two, something, anything needs to happen more than once every 30 minutes like at one point there's just a scene of popeye walking muttering to himself which you can only hear about half of what he says the other half is just like unintelligible it makes it sounds like you're like walking next to a like a person on the street who has like schizophrenia and that goes on for five and a half full minutes that's so long and like yeah there's one sight gag which is he bends over to pick a penny up and is missed by a uh, piano, and then he pushes the piano all the way back up because he's really strong, I guess, even without his spinach. His strength was confusing. In this. Yeah, it was ex- exceedingly unclear. But you're totally right in that it's it's absurd that this was the start of this movie. For being, for being a movie that went out of its way to build an absolutely absurd overlapping complex set yeah like Um, like it was like fucking the set from Waterworld, loaded with characters who have all kinds of sort of goofy cartoon who are all doing like their own tex avery cartoon bit in the background but you don't right right understand like they'll just cut to a person who's like rolling backwards down a flight of stairs and that's just it you're supposed to that's just it cut away but but this this seemed like it was primed for a big ridiculous like well, you know, we're in, uh, uh, what, what is the city called? Sweet, Sweet View? Sweet Haven? Whatever it's Sweet called. Sweet Haven. I, it seemed like where it's like, oh, this is what it's like in Sweet Haven. You know, it, it seemed like it was primed for one of those big everyone in town sort of like sings this like triumphant opening number. That's how like yes. every musical yeah, starts, right? It, it felt like it should have been that thing in, uh, it's like primed for it. Beast goes where she's like walking through town yes. and everyone's singing. To town, everyone's opening windows. I don't know why that big. was my go-to for musicals. <laughs> They're they're all baking bread and singing about it. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely how this movie should have started. And for being like a semi musical, it would have been the most appropriate thing. They have the set; it's full of characters that are all moving and acting, and they have it, sort of personas. Instead, but no, that song the, is unintelligible. The, the first thirty minutes of this is, as you said, it's it's Robin Williams muttering up a gangplank. 
Yeah. That is, it, it's 30 fucking minutes of Robin Williams wandering through town while no one talks to I him. I mean, I was not joking. I, I timed it. It is like five and a half full minutes of him muttering and just walking up a, up a lane. Nothing's happening. Yet. Like, not one thing is happening. He's just walking and people keep walking by him and not looking at him. And they go on, it goes on for five minutes. And that whole, con- like that scene from when he lands to when he gets to the boarding room, it's like a good, like, I think 12 minutes long. And all it is is he rents a room. That could have been two minutes tops. Yeah, and, and additionally, those those sequences are at the beginning are meant to kind of set a pacing. They're meant to engage the audience early. But they're also meant to sort of introduce you to the concepts of the people in the town, who some people are, maybe establish some existing problems or, or, or all, conflicts. All, like all, Ludo. We, all we're no, introduced to nothing. is the tax man. Who works for there, the Commodore. They never explain what that is. There is nothing to hold on to for 45 solid minutes. Until finally, like, sweet people... Finally, they, they, they start talking about, like, Bluto and, like, the whole engagement. And then barely when they get in the baby, that's when there's finally, like, a central piece to focus on. And that happens, like, halfway through the movie. And even then, there's no elaborate, <laughs> you know, expansion. <laughs> it's insane. It, oh it, and god. what's like weird is all right like, oh my god i'm gonna say this from the start i i think robin williams was probably one of the funniest comedians of all time i found him to be super hilarious you know it's it's really a tragedy how his life ended i love him until you know i i watched patch adams in theaters just because he was in it i think he's a great actor i think he's really funny i've seen the mo- movie where he plays the serial killer eight hour photo great whatever Casting him in this movie and then being like, just talk like Popeye, but don't do jokes was the weirdest. Because he, he never says anything that I would say is even remotely funny. Like, not even a little funny. He's It's the worst I've ever seen Robin Williams. And it was just so confusing. Because, I mean, it'd be like casting, like, I don't know what he says, but I'm trying to think of like another prime example where you would like take somebody who's famous for one thing and then being like, yeah, you know, like like getting Michael Jordan and being like, "Well, just serve me ice cream instead." You know what I mean? Like, to, you you play to a person's strengths, and this whole movie—I don't—did you feel like there was no script whatsoever? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it it is random. Everyone was definitely given like a vague persona to to occupy. Whether it's one of the established characters that anyone that saw Popeye once in their life might remember, namely Popeye, Olive Oil, Bluto, and the guy who likes hamburgers. Um, Wimpy, you know, they named uh, every, a chain of hamburger stores after. Yeah, ev- everyone like had like a like a persona they were given. It's like you're just gonna like have bug eyes all the time. You're gonna be like the cowardly police officer, uh, uh, so, or, or at least some of them. I guess some of them were like you're just gonna be a uh, a, a, a milkman who does cartwheels. I don't know. Um, but but everyone's given like something to do. But no one is given a scene or dialogue. I I, I stand firmly I, I, on the idea that there are no scenes in this movie. People just kind of wander onto frame. The camera seems to just kind of come on by accident. And some people, like, mumble some sentences that they thought of or could vaguely remember from some other part in the script they can't think of. That's all that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, there, I, I genuinely, at one point, I, I wrote this down like seven or eight times. I just wrote down, I don't think they wrote a script for this. Like, I think they had an idea, which is like, Popeye arrives in town. Robin Williams does Popeye impersonation. People react. Popeye goes to boarding house. Robin Williams does Popeye impersonation. People react. Because a lot of times, and I, I think this may have been why the movie, I, I found the movie like almost impossible to follow, because most scenes at least four characters are talking at the same time like yeah. over each other and, and one of them is popeye just... who who is by design not letting you know what he's saying yes yeah who's one mispronouncing every word and mumbling which is like you i get it that was the cartoon i remember seeing the cartoon you know when i was a kid i get it that's the cartoon character but they didn't have 14 other people talk while he was muttering about you know stuff and like what's crazy is huge chunks of like the act once they get the baby is just olive oil going oh like just over everyone else's dialogue and i was like why i make her like why is this happening and no no scene is worse than the end after popeye finds his dad i'm jumping ahead uh, and they're chasing after bluto and there is like i think it was seven minutes 
uh, him and his dad talking on the boat, there is not a chance any of that was written down. It's just the most boring, unfunny improv. And, I mean, it makes it makes me look like the king of improv. <laughs> I mean, it was just and, and some of them were basically just being like, "You go grab that thing." It's astonishing because they're on this. Once again, the only thing that succeeds in this movie is the absurd level of of practical technical work that went into the sets. Like they're on this absurd, like you know, uh, uh, whatever those uh, uh, like ferry boats uh, with all kinds of like overlapping machinery. And it's, like, four stories tall, and there's, like, seven characters on it. And that is, like, visually interesting. And then to accentuate it, they just sort of go, Arr, yeah, it's water out here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my they're God. They're like arguing about <laughs> whether or not they're, they're father and son. And he says all the same things that Robin Williams said before. And then he just starts yelling at random people on the boat to tell them to do things we can't see. Because I'm pretty sure the dialogue is mostly ADR'd. And so it's, it's, just, shot, it's, it's, shot, it's shot from the shore. So it's just this sort of zoomed shot of yeah. like eight actors like doing entirely different scenes, half of them out of sight. Yeah, it's it's and, at one point the mother is just spinning in a circle. Uh-huh. For like Spread 30, out of ideas on that one. 30 full seconds, she's just right, turning in a circle. I, I, we we have to talk about some of the context of this movie because I I did I did some digging because I was so fascinated that this movie existed. And, I, I can't believe uh, it was made. No at no point during the production did somebody see five minutes of footage and been like, what the, f- we can't, we're not making this movie. We're not giving you the rest of the money. So here's some of the bonkers shit that, that, that confuses the ever-living shit out of me. Fucking Shelley Duvall, who, who, by the way, does try her hardest to, I'm gonna, to do I, yes, to olive oil. I, I and say does a good job. Robin Williams is doing a good Popeye impersonation. Yes. Uh, he's not helped by the sound design of the film. Shelley no. Duvall is as dedicated to a role as i think a person can be it's it's fantastic is just i mean and she looks like the fucking cartoon character the way she, she does. moves her body she actually it. said she said in interviews that she was famously te- teased as a child who, who because people called her olive oil so a bit wow. of a traumatic thing for her to do but <laughs> or perhaps it conquers the fear i don't know yeah yeah but spe- maybe it's but, but speaking of fear shelly fucking flew from the last scenes filmed on the shining to come to malta to do this movie fucking shelly said all right see you stanley <laughs> and flew to malta and put on this outfit and was like i'm gonna what now i'm gonna sit in like a giant ship's horn and go oh papa <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so much of her dialogue is her just going Whoa! Like, like she has to pretend that in the final third act that there's some danger and threat to like the ridiculous octopus squid thing. Yes, I said that the thing you just think I said. Um, and, and, while she's like stuck in a ship's horn, and like I just had to imagine that in this just like, weeks ago she was like trying to force her way out of the door of like the lodge <laughs> while she yeah. was chased by her. By, she was by be, her she was being like verbally, <laughs> verbally and mentally abused by Stanley Kubrick, uh, and then yeah, maybe yeah. maybe this was like a like a retreat from like she just went out and she got to a set and the director was like do whatever and she was like this is weird. Thank God. Um, it may have been accessorized by uh the the, the looseness that I that we just sort of uh assumed about this script was backed up in some stuff I found. Um, there's a documentary about uh, about Henry Nielsen who um, who worked on the score for this movie, um, uh, uh, and and <laughs> it's it, it, Henry Nielsen has like a, a whole elaborate um, history in, in rock and and was part of a number of bands. So that's why he has a documentary. But um, <laughs> Eric Idle uh, of Money Python fame uh, talks about his experience along with Robin Williams and just sort of shared some like general anecdotes uh in which they said the cast which was mostly the musicians all lived on this set like this set took a hundred and i think 175 construction workers to build and most of the buildings there were functional with with plumbing and and working kitchens and there was trailers and stuff of course to some degree but a lot of the set the cast probably extras especially were fed and lived in this fucking insane set that was in Malta. 
I mean, this just and, feels like something that, like, now you would hope would never happen, but... And and Henry Nielsen said that <laughs> that there were so many... There was so much drugs just, like, being taken all the time that he's convinced that no one should have gotten out of there alive, was his quote. <laughs> Having said... So, so this, this fucking is just... I can't fathom it. You know what I mean? I can't fathom, like, now... When if there was a Popeye, live-action Popeye movie, it would be played by Chris Pratt, and he'd be on, like, press tours talking about how Popeye was so cool for him as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, looking back at this 1980s movie where they're, like, essentially in just, like, a fucking summer camp, just, like, fucked on quaaludes, forgetting their lines. It was the 80s. Just, it was probably Percocet. On Percocet. And just, just doing this movie. Yeah, I mean... And that's the only thing that makes it make sense is if you're like, <laughs> everyone was on drugs. Uh, I mean... <laughs> it's just so movie. wild. I mean, I, I wish... I wish that all the absurdity of what it is, the the weird forearms, the the background of, like, Shelley Duvall coming from one of the greatest films of all time to this, like... Uh, all of like the absurd like 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 stunt work and practical effects being done in the background for nobody like all of that would be amusing if this movie wasn't a fucking punishment to the eyes <laughs> to, like, to actually sit through. I just saw. Uh, I was looking at something real quick because so I was trying to remember. Uh, one of the producers was arrested for trying to buy cocaine during production, so I think that sums up Popeye. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I also have to say, uh, I know that Popeye comes from a really old time. I mean, it's from like the thirties, right? That was when it was first. Well, no, probably earlier than that. Thirties, 33 was, I think when it first became like a animated thing. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a movie or it was just like a short that played on like, you know, pre, whatever. Pre, 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 pre things about uh, Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, so it's, 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 it's an ancient fucking book. So you could only imagine that, you know, content wise, it was just either absurd or like anything from like the twenties and thirties, vaguely, vaguely abusive <laughs> and misogynistic, uh, in a variety of ways. But like this movie is fucking dark. This movie, every character is sad i i'm i genuinely think that this movie should be shelved with the dystopian genre because it is a bummer front to back i mean the yeah the, the, the only through line of this entire movie the thing that is introduced at the beginning and remains in place until the end is that popeye's father abused and abandoned him. yeah yeah he's and, telling all these stories where his father basically tried to murder him as a child he says, my father would like to throw me in the air, but he was never there when I came down. And that he'd bounce me on his knee sometimes, but sometimes he'd miss. Yeah. I mean... Uh... He said he bought him a pet electric eel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is what Popeye tells Olive Oil, who just attempt to escape the most violent man that has ever existed on planet Earth. A man who basically destroys someone's home because his, he's tired of waiting for his possible fiance to walk downstairs. Like, I know Bluto's the villain, but I guess I always just pictured him as like, ah, I got money and everyone listens to me. And, you know. But yeah, this one, he's like... like a this, Gaston? Why are all my references yeah. from Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> it's definitely a real Gaston situation. We'll keep them up, folks. It's a theme now. Rule, rule of threes. Um, but, but in this movie, Bluto is like a tyrant. You know what I mean? Like, he... Yeah, he also appears to be suffering from some sort of mental disability. So I feel like we should feel bad for him instead of be made. Because like when he first showed up, I was like, "Oh, this guy has something. He's playing like something seriously wrong with him. Like he suffered a head injury." Yeah, and and he enters rooms and people react as if he's like an emperor that is bound to execute them at any moment. Like it is not just like, "Oh no, here comes that tough guy. We should we should clear out." Everyone's like, "Please God, let me live." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to live because he like stubbed his toe on the way over. He's going to fucking gouge my eyes out. Please, we have to run. <laughs> Get gonna, a knife. He's going to compact my spine down. Uh, yeah, this all It's not it's really not a fun thing. scared when when he arrives. Everyone <laughs> 
just like, please, please spare me, you monster. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and he gets a song too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he gets everyone gets a song, and by song I mean they just sort of like ad lib something for like yeah, half I a mean, second you know what i mean i mean that's the whole song except for oh yeah it goes on for two and a half minutes that's the other thing if you were to like remove duplicate words from any of these songs they would each be four letters four words long e- each <laughs> each song is like like a refrain and then they just repeat it over and over again and then just say any part from the refrain separate from the other parts and that's a stanza. Like, that's, like, the whole yeah. song. <laughs> like, and the one song that Shelly sings is, like, he's large. Oh, but he's got money. And he's mine. He's large. <laughs> and like, she mine. kept saying large as if, like, she couldn't remember the next one. So she's like, well, I remember large. <laughs> yeah, like, at first, at first, I thought the bit was going to be when she started singing the song, all she was going to be able to say was he's large. Like, she wasn't yeah. going to be able to come but then she started naming other things he was good at, and then she would say he's large, and I was like, "Wait, I don't understand." What's, I guess what's funny, which is, which is odd that I didn't pick up on the dirty sexual innuendo. But yeah, I think maybe that is what it was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was very weird. I can't fathom what else was happening in that scene if not that. It was also confusing that she was trying to hide the fact that she was going to leave when the girls were saying how ugly he was and she shouldn't be with him. It, it seemed, seemed like, would... what was the point of singing a song about how you're going to stay with him if you were just going to leave and they thought that was a good idea? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. It was very sure. confusing. Oh, every song was... I, I don't know. Every time they broke into song, it's just... Some of them... My favorite is there's at one point Popeye starts singing a song while he's walking, uh, but it never takes off into a song. He just says, like two sentences that rhyme and a little bit of music plays and then some stuff happens and then he does it again but it never turns into like you know like in a musical where like somebody sings the open and then all of a sudden it becomes this like a a whole thing this was just like it was like they're like fuck it we don't we don't feel like doing this so it was just weird i mean in his songs that i am what i am song holy shit i mean it was just i don't want to say upsetting but I also, it, it's 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 weirdly inconsistent where they chose to sort of like apply the abnormalities because like obviously Popeye looks insane in real in real life he has wide ass calves and he's got wide ass forearms for no conceivable reason which they added like a bunch of hair to which I did not like I did not like the close he has hair in the cartoons but it's just like a squiggly line. The clo- these are like hairy ass. Oh yeah, yeah. It these these like, are probably it looks as like uh, Mr. Hyde from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, yeah. They're super hairy, like probably about as hairy as Robin Williams is, because if I recall, he's a hairy man. But also, also Popeye's like blonde in this. Uh, yes, so which, he's bald. I think in the he's he's comics. bald. He's bald in the comics, so I don't know what that is. And Robin Williams looks really weird as a blonde, and I don't. I don't like it, um, but uh, but yeah. So Popeye Popeye is blonde and has hairy ass arms, which is upsetting. But like the arms are like the prosthetic weirdness, and then like Olive Oil and I think other members of the Oil family have like weird goofy ass shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah, because she in the cartoon and in the comic she has yeah. gigantic feet. Gigantic so they feet. All, for some reason, kind of, they all have them. Kind of bulbous shoe. Yeah. For sure, but the whole oil family seems to have them. That's it. No one in town, not a single other person, is doing anything weird. Their outfits are as are as as like bog standard as you can get. So it's disorienting. It's it's a lot like in Dick Tracy when it's like one mobster has like a a, a Lovecraftian nightmare for a face, and the other one's just like Bill, and he's just like got a mustache. You're like, I don't understand what I'm looking at. It's, yeah, and I mean... It's bizarre. Like, I don't know why they didn't just exaggerate other features on the occasional... Even Bluto is just a big man. Like, there's yeah, nothing, there's he, nothing he doesn't abnormal really about seem, him. I mean, he kind of looks like, I guess, the cartoon, but not really. I don't, yeah, but they don't, there's, just... not, there's not one thing they give him to make him look different. He just looks like a big, broad-shouldered man with a beard, and that's it. 
So it's like it's like the fact that Popeye, olive oil, and just like the associated oil family have just kind of look kooky is bizarre. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it, it is. I, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff with like the side characters. There's like a Undertaker that lives with them for some reason. And they never explain why Wimpy lives. Like they run a boarding house. I, it was just like so many weird throwaways that never come back. And never, just real quick, I was just thinking of it is, never does Robin Williams look worse with blonde hair than when he gets in the ring to fight the guy and you can see his whole head. He just, I don't know, he looks like a, like an extra in American History X or something. It's <laughs> not a good look. Does Popeye, the original book, I guess I don't really fucking know, was, was it set in like a colonized town? Because that's the gist, right? Is that I, like I think this... maybe they might live in a harbor town. Well, the suggestion is not that they live in, like, the United States. The suggestion seems to be that they live in, like, you know, like how, like, they would have, um, like, um, uh, Americans occupy, like, a place in, like, Puerto Rico or something. Where they would just sort of, like, occupy an island because we're America, so we take it. And they just sort of, like, run a town and it's not really, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... It feels as if it's like a town from like the era of pirates in like the in like the the Bahamas, uh, you know, um, in Bermuda and stuff. That's the vibe. And then the, 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 that's accentuated by the fact that the person who's in charge is the Commodore, who ends up being his father, but also doesn't seem to actually have any conservative power. I don't really understand. But <clears throat> but they all seem to be sort of like bound to this town, right? Like like everyone seems to be sort of like this is where we are and like we were here and we're taxed by this like insane commodore who has all these wild rules and drifting boats come in for our entertainment like that's the vibe and it's fucking depressing because no one has anything the oil family is destitute everyone in town is destitute and they're frequently abused by one man who seems to be taking control of the town by violence and force who also has presumably nothing because his ship's fucking garbage it's like yeah. floating it's a floating junkyard like, the the movie appears to take place in Waterworld. like exactly no, yeah that's, nowhere what, that's else what i'm getting there. at that's why it's dystopian like everyone yeah. is suffering and dying and struggling and like bluto is just like is just like immortan joe like he's just sort of <laughs> brutal i would i would love if he had been immortan joe and popeye fought him instead of mad max i would have i would pay to see that movie but that's like the exact same vibe that's Morton given Bluto. Here, is that everyone is just desperate, scraping by for the most meager of of like food yeah, and, and they're, they're being like overtaxed by a guy who taxes everything, like the curiosity tax, the question tax. Yeah, and then Bluto just like walks into town and just like shatters a man's arm for his own amusement, and then like saunters out with all their food. Like, and then what's, like, what's weird Jesus is Christ. they imply that like they're all under the control of this commodore who ends up being Popeye's father, but he appears to not be getting anything out of it either. He's yeah. just living on a boat, and he keeps He's living in a shitty treasure he has. What about all the money you're taking from these people for taxes? Where's that? Where going? is it? <laughs> Is there any money? Does it mean anything? They call them simoleons, so it doesn't seem like real currency. <laughs> Did you catch that? It's called they're called simoleons. The currency is that no, I've being never. For. I, don't, I mean, I he asked for a dollar at some point, so it's like fucking get consistent movie. Well, but they I, refer I to it at the beginning. He's like pulling simoleons. out all these different coins from different countries because it was supposed yeah. to be like he had again traveled. implying implying that th that they take place on this sort of like abandoned colony. That like that like America established to like rip out all the copper from this island in Malta, and then like they're done, so they just left the people to like fend for themselves. Yeah, it's like the one vibe, of those like whaling towns. It's like it's dried up now that whaling yeah. thing, but the people yeah. stayed on the island for like ever. Because there's desperate and there's no way to get aid, so they're just sort of trapped there with a fucking lunatic. <laughs> It was it was very yeah the whole plot. Was Popeye shows up and, and sings about his own abuse and like a child is abandoned. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say too, let's so he he's just given a child by a person. They never explain who it is. He's just given a child. That old guy is in the background of every fucking scene in the beginning, and I kept seeing him. And I'm like, who is that? Is there a famous Popeye character who only like peeps on the other characters? And then yeah, he just he just like swaps 
swaps some luggage for a, a real ass baby, and they're all like, "Ah, a baby! What a fun turn of events!" Yeah, and, for and us. Popeye's <laughs> like, "Yep, I'm gonna stay." And I was like, "Boy, this is a weird." But then, like, they kept showing the baby, and I was like, "That's a, that's a real ass baby." Like, they who brought their a... baby to Malta? <laughs> yeah, that baby should not be anywhere near this set. It's so dangerous. Whose fucking baby was just hanging out in Malta? I I, I just I have to know. I yeah. Uh, in this in this in this fucking this fucking Woodstock like. <laughs> what in God's name is happening? Um, it's 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 a whole thing. Oh, I found the, okay. The baby didn't die. That's good. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was Robert Altman's grandson. You know, so that's great. But I, I was just like, every time they cut to that baby and it was like in a sh- scene with like all these people like doing like pratfalls and stuff, I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, please get that. Use a fucking dummy. It doesn't have to be a baby. We're so far on away. A, on, a, on a set that like 170 people built on a shoestring budget. Like I can't fathom yeah. that that place was safe. Oh, that place is was like, you know, typhoid just waiting to happen. I, I, another... Another fun thing, are you familiar with what happened to the set after they were done? Uh, I, I think, didn't it like become like a tourist trap or something? Yeah, whoever, I don't know, this takes place, again, this was like filmed in like, like fucking Malta or some shit. And, and, and the, the, like whatever, whoever owned the land, like fixed up and like painted the, the set to look even better. It looks actually really, I mean, really it good. It couldn't look worse. It looks really good. And now it is a Popeye amusement park. Like there's like shows and boat tours and like you can go and stay there. Like it's an entire like like fucking money making scheme. It probably has made more money than the movie at this point. And it's just being run by like I think the people in Malta. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if it's still there. I do like is it still up in the air? Uh I know I up in the air, but you know what I mean. No, you could if you if you Google uh, Popeye Village, uh, there's lots of shots of it, like recent shots of it, um, and it looks, I mean, it actually looks like pretty cool. <laughs> it's it's like the Hobbiton, uh, the 1980s version of Hobbiton. Yeah, I've just I've just uh, uh, just so you can have an, an idea of what it looks like. Oh uh, wow, they really fixed that up. It looks That's the it's same like, place. It's brightly colorful. You can see like mini golf. There's like patio sets. Apparently, you can stay in some of like the oils house is like a is like a, a little like bed and breakfast, and there's like uh, boat tours and it's, I'll it's be gorgeous. Honest, this looks nice. It looks super nice. I would go to this. <laughs> and there's like yeah, there's like Popeye like themed. Oh yeah, there's the slide that goes out into the ocean. Yeah. Wow, that's and, like, wild. It looks way better. And like they do like Popeye shows and stuff. Well, that makes me not want to go there. <laughs> well, yeah, I was of interested until you said Popeye shows. Now it's I'm like, less. Oh. I'm just. It's like a whole thing. Like it, I just. It, it's it's lived on, which is like. Oh, what? I like I like the Malt <laughs> the Maltese version of Popeye who has a goatee. Yeah. What I just like like I can't. Is there another movie set that became an amusement park? Yeah, like, I mean Hobbitville. Hobbitville, yeah, a Hobbit place. And that, that's like, yeah, it's just. I think that might be it. It's it's absurd to me. Um, it's it's pretty fucking absurd. I can't believe they would keep. I, mean, I guess though, a testament to the building, they must be structurally sound. Yeah, it sounded like the people that built this like genuinely like put together a functioning like village, like just straight that's up. That's just it, wild. It's just it, it's it's. Yeah, it's 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 beyond confusing that it, that it happened, but um, dude, holy just, shit! Now I just wonder in that picture you sent me of the people performing the Popeye show. Do you think they're singing one of the songs? Where they're like, "Come to Sweet Haven," or whatever the fuck that song is they say. Yeah, I, I could not understand any of the that, lyrics. I, of that I think that was song. the one I made up. Um, so uh, just because you wanted to know, um. Uh, there are boat trips uh, <laughs> situated in the center of Popeye Village. Uh, visitors can see a 50-minute history, an audiovisual show that includes clips from the film. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why would you want to bring that up? Um, there's a puppet show. 
the Barbara Sweet Haven creates his miraculous and artistic hairstyles while singing classical music. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't remember that being in the... There's a Popeye and Friends choreographed play, and okay. there's a, a show called Dr. Graves, in which Dr. Graves picks a member from the audience, audience to experiment on. Who the fuck is Dr. Graves? I don't know, Pogues. (laughs) I'm very confused. Who Um, the fuck is Dr. Graves? Pogues, I don't know. (laughs) That's that's very confusing. It's beyond crazy. Um, This... If you were to try and act this movie, you know, first, first, second, third, like, I, I don't think I can. I don't think there's enough in well, it. I, like, here's the first act. Popeye shows up and meets the characters loosely. Act two, Popeye is given a baby, falls in love with it, and then goes on some sort of moral high ground about them using it to bet on a fake horse race. Act three, oh, and he loses the baby. Act three is Popeye has to track down the baby after finding his father and then learning that if he eats spinach, he becomes Superman. That appeared to be the plot, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, pretty much it. Now, what I just described seems like it's a film. However, the parts I just described are about 34, 40 minutes of the entire movie. The rest of this movie, I cannot tell you what it is. There's literally times where they're just showing people like doing pratfalls that aren't characters you know the names of, that aren't attached to anything actually occurring, and then songs that make zero sense. Yeah, I think what's what's mind-blowing about this is the movie sets up barely, in the weakest of efforts, uh, what could be considered a plot, which is that, um, or a conflict, I should say. Which is that, um, you know, Popeye shows up, Olive Oil's looking to escape this horrible scenario she's been trapped in, forced to marry this literal monster, and they they encounter each other. There should be a romantic connection, but there isn't one established in this movie. Not not a single moment of romance. The romantic connection is not one. She was worried about him being hurt in the boxing match, and then he falls in love with her because of that. That's basically it. Um, and then, you know, if that were to happen, the obvious conflict would be that this, that Bluto, a person who has a seemingly infinite power here in this village, would utilize his abilities to, I don't know, um, get the village to turn against Popeye, uh, convince him to leave, kidnap him, you know, trick him into some kind of scheme. Um, no. The whole, like, the whole middle of the movie, Bluto is just seen in the back of scenes going, grr. Well, Popeye yeah, is just, like... Eating a, eating a thing of ribs and yeah. dubbed over by the sound of a pig eating. And, and, and the entire bulk of the movie is Popeye just being like, I don't like prostitutes. And you're just like, what are we... What? Well, what I couldn't get over... What are we... ...was, uh... <laughs> like, they take him to the track to, like, bet... And they realize they can make money. They've lost their home, basically. The walls have been taken. All of the furniture has been taken because Olive wouldn't marry Bluto. They've now been taxed into poverty. Popeye is like, no, that's there's more. There's morality here. I shouldn't use my child's ability to, I guess, predict the future. Didn't really understand that one. To to win some money so these people can buy, you know, food, a place to live. You know, I mean, it was very weird. It was like, what's the moral high ground here? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, that was just one of the many confusing parts, I guess, of this film. Yeah, and 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 so like that becomes sort of what we're given barely in the middle the middle section, and then there isn't some grand scheme that comes around from Bluto. He just takes the kid to find a treasure that was not previously established. We didn't come to town, and everyone was whispering about a treasure. You know, there was no there was no conversation about it. He just he just says, "Now that I have the baby, that can I guess whistle when I have the right answer?" Which is is that from something? I don't know. I, I don't um, know anything about the. I don't really remember the child. So, uh, uh, he he kidnaps it to go like find a treasure that, as far as I can tell, was like 
three feet underwater. Well, and, and then did you see what the treasure was? It was yeah. keepsakes of Popeye as a child. Why would that be his buried treasure? He said he hated his son. The movie makes no fucking sense. And and why would Bluto be aware of it? I, like, none of it made sense. They just sort of said, all of a sudden, treasure. And so we went out into the ocean, where the climax of the film is just a, 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 a wet Robin Williams just sort of thrashing around in the water in what could ba- barely be called a fight scene, which is yeah. a shame because, again, the sets and, uh, and whatnot have been impressive at this point. So impressive that they remain present today. Yeah. Uh, and so they decided to leave all of that set, <laughs> a great set work, to just sort of like a damp pool where they could vaguely fist fight. It, it was weird. And then... The movie ends, he eats the spinach, he beats up a squid, you know. He punches Bluto, who turns yellow because he's a chicken. Uh, And then Popeye stands up, and they're all happy. He saved the day. And then all of the main characters burst into singing the theme to Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah, like the like, as if as if in the end of like Spider Man, they all sang the TV theme to Spider Man. <laughs> Which honestly, I would be into that. Okay, uh, I was I, I was just kidding, but now you're right. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, it's just it was so like the wrap up was just them, like singing along as he's going. You know, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, and they, I, and, and, they, they, and then yeah, doing they, a weird then dance roll credits yeah. on like a glass floor under the water, and it goes on for. One, I, I, I did not recall that the Popeye theme song was that long, but it was just, it was a wild ending to a film. Yeah. It was sort of like at the end of Beauty and the Beast when you realize all those people have to stay servants to a rich guy. Anyways. That was pretty fucked up. Thank God we got there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a, I don't, it was, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, I wrote. I had notes. I must have written down. G- give me what the give fuck me is a- happening. What the fuck is this song? Why are they doing this? Is there a plot? I can't understand anything anybody yeah. says. Uh, yeah, I definitely repeatedly was sort of writing like there is no plot here. You know, the the, the, situ- the conflict is unclear. Why is there nothing to to, to latch on to? Then then the notes became. I'm sorry. Is this an opium boat? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yes. I think at one point I definitely wrote down that I'm pretty sure Papa yelled "aw shit" as he fell into the water. <laughs> I'm, I'm very he confident did. I heard he, it. He did. He definitely did. I'm I was very like, confident. Oh, what a I weird heard use it. of a cuss word. Um. Uh. Uh. And then the last, the last note I have before I gave up was, I really didn't like the spinach scene because I just figured oh. that there was going to be a scene where he squeezed a can of spinach yeah. and it flew into his mouth. But instead, the scene is that Bluto breaks one while they're again like neck deep in like in like te- tepid water, and just uh, sort of shoves a green like mass into his, his mouth. hand. It, like he was pushing oh. into his mouth, and all I could think was, "That's so unhygienic." For I did I didn't like Robin it. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I did not like it. It upset me greatly to watch. Um, and uh, and yeah, then then the movie uh, just rolled away, and I had nothing else to say about it because I was desperate for it to end. Yeah, I the amount of times where I just wrote down I don't understand what's happening in my notes, or just like what the fuck is wrong with this movie was most of I I probably only actually had seven real maybe eight real notes because most of them were just like what the fuck is this song about? Because it, it was wild. The thing is, and I think this is like. A, a, a good topic to sort of uh, get us into, like, uh, should you watch it? Which is that, um, you know, you have to wonder with movies like this, is who is this for? Right? Like, you know, because yeah. I, I could certainly go off on, like, the the impracti- impracticality of the film Cars. But, like, it would be stupid because the film Cars is supposed to be bright and amusing with, like, a rising sort of, like, Car- progression to, talk to, and get to, into to, a to conflict makes more sense than this movie no but that's yeah that's the general problem is that okay well i'm a, I'm a child right would i be amused by like perhaps the this immense movie amount of not made for a child first off yes but but like I'm, but like what what could they have been doing to like make it for kids like is it a physical comedy oh we put this man on a hot stove youch like i could imagine that would amuse a child but that doesn't work either because the film is paced 
with like 30 yeah. minutes of tax jokes. <laughs> this, this movie was made for people who grew up watching yeah. the Popeye cartoon. That could be the only answer. And for that, if that's the answer, then my God, is this a failure? <laughs> I, I mean, even if, yeah, I don't care who this movie was made for. It's a fucking shit sandwich. It's just so fucking long. I, I could not believe how long it was. I, like I said, I watched like a huge chunk of it at 1.75%. Just because I was like, nothing is happening. I don't. I don't want to keep watching this. Like, five minutes go by, and all that I get is Popeye mumbling, and so many of his jokes are like missed because you can't. He's mispronouncing the words, or they're just. I don't know. It was just such a disappointment, uh, especially for like Robin Williams. Like I said, who I, I normally find you know very charismatic, and I find him very funny. This was just. I, I could not. I don't know. I mean, no, I guess I, he does the Popeye face well, but I think the sets are amusing. Um, but again, like a, ret- a a full return of respect to to Dick Tracy, a movie that did the exact same thing off of almost the exact same content and managed to turn it into something that actually was like engaging to watch and had like colorful cinematography and like interesting like things progressing it forward i take back nearly everything critical i said except for madonna's upsetting sexual jokes that that were really out of place um i i I take i take it all back um this movie is deemed with a giant red stamp unwatchable yeah i I would i would say never watch this no like if if you did not watch it and if you watched it for the podcast to listen to this we're sorry. We're, we're extremely sorry. I, I, in fact, to, to, to say something specifically, I owe you an apology. 